Well, welcome aboard, everyone, this morning to Wheat Among the Tares. We appreciate you joining us this morning. It is a blessing to have you. I'm flying solo this morning. Pastor Williamson and his family are on a well-deserved vacation, so I know they're listening in this morning and just wanted to wish them well. Again, thanks for joining us. We do have a special guest this morning. I'll be bringing him in in just a moment. We have been following a couple of um, stories here that I know that many of you have been uh, following yourself, and I wanted to go ahead and bring those to your attention before we bring our special guest aboard. The first story we have been following, of course, has been uh, the pastor up in Alberta, Canada, uh, Brother Coates. He is, uh, of course, out of jail. We know that he was kept for a period of about two months and was released. I wanted to let you know that his case began on May the 3rd, and it lasted for about two days. Basically, what they came out and said, and I'm going to read something here from uh, the Justice Center up in uh, Canada. But they said this, that the trial of Pastor James Coates began Monday, May the 3rd, in the provincial capital of Edmonton. And the trial was originally scheduled for four days, but has been adjourned because, and I'm quoting here, government lawyers are not yet prepared to present any medical or scientific evidence that might support the health orders under which Pastor Coates is charged. So they, the court there recognized the fact that there was, <clears throat> excuse me, no medical evidence whatsoever to present against Pastor Coates. And as a result of that, the judge adjourned the case and has set it from what I understand for June the 7th to give the government time to get their act together with regard to their medical uh, supporting evidence, if there is any. And uh, in the meantime, uh, from what we understand and what I have read, that the case looks very strong for Pastor Coates to be totally exonerated from this and honestly to receive damages as a result of illegal arrest and what they have done to that church there. So I would ask you to please continue in prayer for Pastor Coates there and the folks there in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, that you would... Um, Bear them before the Lord in prayer. Our second story, really quickly, uh, just deals with, again, Canada and two pastors that were arrested in the province of Ontario last week. And um, a terrible thing indeed. Uh, these two men, originally the, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police had come in uh, to shut their church service down about two weeks ago, I think, in round figures. And uh, these pastors absolutely told these police officers to leave. They were out of place, and those officers did leave. However, uh, because of this, again, purported COVID enforcement situation, uh, they actually caught these two pastors on their way home from church and arrested them in the middle of a highway there in Ontario. And uh, Pastor Arthur... Um, 
Pawlowski is his name. I believe I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, he was kept for 48 hours and now has been released uh, by through his legal team there in Ontario. But we need to pray for these two men and uh, certainly that God's will will be made known as to what has gone on and the absolute atrocity that has uh, been happening there in Canada with these pastors. And we certainly do want to continue to pray for them. We wanted to bring you uh, up to date as far as the information we had received. That's our purpose here at Weed Among the Tares, is to keep you informed of what is going on with regard to our brethren in the world and what they are suffering. Well, we want to go now to Pastor an evangelist, and I think I can call him also missionary, Mike Wanzer. Brother Mike, welcome to Wheat Among the Tares this morning. Uh, aloha from the island of Oahu, and it's, uh, it's really, really good to be here this morning. Well, Brother Mike, I appreciate you joining us this morning. Now, I want folks to know, and again, this is a live program, but I want them to know that you, we are talking right now, and it is about uh, six minutes after 3 a.m. in the morning there. Am I correct? Yes, sir. <clears throat> so we know it's the middle of the night, middle of the morning for you, if you would. <laughs> and, uh, brother, I really do. Uh, first of all, I want to say thank you for calling in at this, uh, uh, this hour to talk to us, but I appreciate you uh, in your enthusiasm wanting to get up at this hour and tell us about the ministry there in Hawaii. And uh, folks, Brother Mike is a missionary to Hawaii originally, and Brother Mike, I will ask you to talk about this, but originally you were in the Philippines for a number of years, and then you transitioned to the island of, uh, the islands rather, of Hawaii let me ask you, first of all, a little bit about uh, the Philippine ministry, and then we can transition from there to Hawaii. How long were you in the Philippines, and uh, and what did you go there to do? Yes, sir. Well, I, um, I was in the Philippines for 13 years with my family, and we went there to preach the gospel, and uh, we were able to um, first, first started church in the city, then another church up in the mountain, and then uh, another church where we um, also also had a 150 acre farm where we were able to build houses for homeless people, uh, start businesses for them, um, disciple them, and, and teach them and train them to go back to their villages, and um, and it was. It was absolutely amazing, and uh, where our whole family was able to speak the local language there, and uh, really, my son, he's um, he's he learned the language there before he learned English. Wow, I do know that uh, brother Mike, it's you, your wife uh, Victoria, Annabelle, Landon, and Dixie May. That's your three children yes, there, sir. and I know they are all very involved in the ministry. Uh, of the Wanzer family as a whole and what God has called you to do there. Um, and I'm going to ask you before we leave the air this morning, I remember a story you told about the frogs there in the Philippines. And um, so be calling that to your mind because I thought that was such an interesting story and in how God absolutely used something that you thought 
was um, something that was against you, and uh, and God turned it to the good. and uh, And I remember that story. So I want you to tell that before we leave. Let's let's move on to now where you are. You were in the midst. You were in the Philippines for thirteen years, and um, God moved you. And a lot of times, and I know people sometimes, and, and even my own thoughts, I think, was sometimes, well, if there's something good going on uh, at a particular field of service, why move that missionary to another place? And I know the Lord had a reason for doing that to take you to Hawaii. Um, tell us about how that occurred. Yes, sir. Well, when we when we moved to the Philippines, um, we went there with the intention of being being there until until Jesus came back, or maybe maybe we left uh, in a coffin. And um, you know, when when uh, in in the early church and the in especially in the Book of Acts, when when just people were so excited around around Jerusalem, um, then then came then came Saul, and he was he was persecuting Christians and and. Uh, I think we probably were really confused of you know why 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 that was happening but you know as he was persecuting them then they scattered and they, they went everywhere preaching the gospel and so that's what happened with us in the philippines um we we wanted to be there forever and the last the last few years that we were there several events had happened we had been held at gunpoint you know that had happened before but we said okay we're going to stay and then um, just the you know the persecution uh, increased, and we said, well, it doesn't matter. We're going to be here no matter what. And in different times, our our children were, uh, you know, you know, people threatened to kidnap our children and sell them sell them on the black market, you know, or, or sell sell them into prostitution. But um, just but just before we uh, transitioned, um, there was just there was a there was a situation that. Uh, our lives were in, a, in immediate danger, and the lives of our church family there were, were in immediate danger. And uh, I, I begged God to to change it and to fix it. And He He He, he showed me through His Word, and He showed me through prayer and fasting. He says, Michael, I'm I'm not I'm not going to do this like I did before, where I helped uh, deliver you out of situations. He says, you know, I'm allowing this to happen because I. I want you to go, and uh, I want you to go to the regions beyond. And even my Filipino brothers and, and sisters, they said, "Please, we love you, but go to the regions beyond. Go preach somewhere else because we want you to stay alive. We want you to keep keep um, um, sharing the gospel." Brother, that is an interesting situation because again, um, God used circumstances. Uh, and I remember the story you told of, of, of a particular gentleman who had been a faithful friend uh, and almost your right hand for a good number of years that you were there in the Philippines. And, and God used how this man's behavior changed toward you in order to facilitate, in order to drive you to other places. And, um, and I remember you were heartbroken over that situation, but at the same time, as you explained, it was God using this to take you somewhere else. Yes, sir. And, um, 
I still miss my friend very, very, very deeply. I miss all the people in the Philippines very deeply. In fact, we we called and talked to somebody today. But at the same time, um, there there's so many stories that I could tell you of how God used all of our experiences in the Philippines. Um, just for example, I spoke to, I had eight different conversations today on our island with people who spoke our, our language from the Philippines. And when they heard me speaking the language, their jaw dropped. And they said, well, how do you know that? And I got to share the gospel with them because I said, this is why I know it. This is why I got to go there. You know, and this is why you can understand me speaking to you. And, um, and it was an amazing thing. And none of those people accepted Jesus as their savior today, but they have built good friendships and they want me to follow up and, and, and do, uh, you know, you know, spend more time talking with them. You know, and, and God had prepared you in the Philippines for something later. And that's where you are now in the, uh, state of Hawaii. And, uh, and Brother Mike, let me just say this. When people think of the state of Hawaii, <laughs> you know, you think of resorts, you think of, uh, you know, uh, well, why is the gospel, you know, the, the world will think, well, why does the gospel need in Hawaii? I mean, everybody there is great, and, and uh, it's a resort town, a resort area nobody needs. But the truth of the matter is that the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ is needed regardless of, of what we may think an area uh, pervades itself to be, and uh, and and when we when I first heard of this, I know when people first they think, well, does does Hawaii really need the truth? And they absolutely do. And I know you have found that out firsthand. I know you are ministering right now. You're assisting with a work there, um, a, a new work called Rock Point Baptist Church in Oahu. And uh, from what I understand, you told me it's it's a church in its infancy. Tell me a little bit about, and tell our listeners a little bit about what's going on with that church. Okay. Yes, sir. So uh, um, um, Rock Point Baptist Church was uh, started just over a year ago, and it's, it's right in the heart of a, of, uh, a military community. And, um, and, so it's the, you know it started with just two families, and um, and I had I had known the pastor who had started it um, as as I had visited a couple times on the islands before, and uh, he you know he had told me he says you know at that time he begged me he says please you know uh, you know when when he was at on another island and and started a church he says if you ever if you ever are not in the Philippines, come over here. And I said, I would think that I'll ever come here. I think that's the last place in the world that I would I would want to go. Um, even though it's a very beautiful place for a lot of people to uh, come and visit, I was very happy in the Philippines. But um, now, now uh, as we came, when 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 we came here seven months ago, uh, it was illegal to meet with more than five people in a church service. Um, and, um, you know, I, we just, we just heard the testimonies of the pastors in Canada and some of that was, was also happening here. So, um, as we, as we talked with a couple of pastors here, they said, you know, they advised us, they said, you know, Hey, you know, you, you can really be used to help 
to, to help this church that had just started, Rock Point Baptist, and he says, help them start a homeless ministry, help them start with their children's ministry, help them with, you know, preaching the gospel, anything that you can do. That way all eyes aren't focused on you starting a new work and just, you know, shutting you down and shutting you down. And so that's what that's what we've been doing uh, in getting experience and, and understanding the culture here in preparation of 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 also starting a new work on our own as that as that opportunity opens up brother i think the uh the uh the helps ministry i know a lot of times is um overlooked from the standpoint of that's a people that are involved in helps ministries are are in the background and 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 certain god certainly uh chooses people uh, to be a help in a ministry and not out front. And, um, and to me, go, you going in there and to help that pastor and help that work get started because you are a veteran, you have been on the field for many years and, and understand the, the ups and downs, the discouragements, the, elation if you would of victories that god gives but you can be certainly a stabilizing help and assistance to that work and uh, for you are that are listening right now uh pray for rock point baptist there in the island of oahu hawaii and uh, and i'm looking at a number of countries from around the world i'm looking at india puerto rico uh Canada, Germany, these folks, uh, in, in, in addition to those from around the United States that are listening right now, uh, that you would pray for this work and you would pray for uh, Brother Wanzer as he helps there. And if you just joined us, we ta- we're talking with Mike Wanzer. Uh, he is a missionary to the um, islands of, of Hawaii here in the United States. And uh, Brother Mike, sometimes when we say that, it's almost like we're thinking uh, that it's not part of the United States. It's sort of like a, uh, you know, a third world country altogether. Sure. But it's really not. It is part of the U.S., and it's hard to get used to saying that. Yeah. Yeah, you know, um, a lot of people that w- that have asked about coming over wanted to know if they need a passport, you know, or, you know, different different things. Um you know, I did. There, there are some very well developed areas of Hawaii, and then we live in a smaller coastal town, um, and uh, it's about thirty minutes from the nearest gospel preaching church. And um, we, we certainly don't live in a resort area. I mean, we have people that are on drugs. You know, walking twenty four hours up and down the street we live on. Um, there are. I see, I see people that are homeless, um, 200 yards from my house. Um, there are, there are the people that we minister to on a weekly basis. Um, I hold a Bible study in a, a house that has 26 people in it and they have prostitution. There's illegal drugs there. There's a, um, illegal gambling ring there. And they allow us to come on whole Bible studies. You know, we, you know, we bring a meal and we teach the word of God. Amen. They want to, because they want to, they want to hear about it. So it's it's very different uh, living in Hawaii than than actually visiting as a tourist. Wow. Let me ask you. Uh, and you mentioned um, ministering to uh, sure. the homeless and and things that are going on there. Um, 
the ministry to the homeless specifically, uh, I know that has been a something that has been on your heart, um, not only since the Philippines, but also since you got to Hawaii. Tell us how you got involved in that aspect of ministry. Well, I think it's because when I was um, just be- just before somebody told me about Jesus um, from ages 13 to 15, I mean, I was homeless. I used to live underneath the bridge, and I'd been through seven different foster homes. I was adopted, and my adopted family told me to leave. And so I remember what it's like to go to sleep and just, you know, hope that you can sleep the hunger away and the pain. And then first day you can, and then the second day it hurts more and more. So I've always had a heart for the homeless, but especially, especially here, um, my heart is just drawn uh, to them. And uh, we, we have a really, really good connection. Um, for example, I'm, I've been working with uh, one homeless guy. His name is, uh, well, let's see. I'll just, uh, his name is Micah, and um, he 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 was a, um, a hitman. And first time I met him, he said, Pastor, I was going to go burn a house down today, but, you know, you, you said something to me from the Word of God, so I didn't do it. So I said, it's good. Amen. Next, yeah. Next time I met him, I said, Micah, how you doing today? And he said, oh, I was going to go do this and hurt somebody and re- retaliate. He said, but I didn't do it. And it just kept going on and on until he finally broke down. He says, Pastor, I don't want to hurt people anymore. I just want to love people like you do, and I want to follow Jesus. So Bless the Lord. He got saved. Yeah. Amen. Amen. What blessing to hear that, my brother. And I know that will be multiplied over and over and over again. Thank you so much for sharing that aspect of, of your ministry there. Um, I also know that um, you're doing some teaching uh, at a Bible college there in uh, Oahu. And um, uh, tell us a little bit about that aspect of the ministry. And uh, then we will go back. I want to go back to that story in the Philippines about the frogs and uh, and because I thought it was so very interesting. But tell us about Bible College and what you're doing there to teach uh, young men about the ministry. Yes, sir. Well, um, so part of, you know, it ties in with the uh, homeless, the uh, ministry to the homeless, because we also have a friend who has an addictions program. And uh, it's, it's a residential program where they get people off the streets and where um, they come from jail and they go to this program. And uh, all of the Bible college students that I'm teaching right now are 40 years and above, and they all came from jail to the addictions program. And now they're, you know, there's there's a, um, 12 of them, and uh, they want to serve God with all of their heart. And it's Hawaii Baptist College. The college is free. Um, all of the... Um, teachers are either have been in the ministry or, you know, pastor or, you know, and uh, we, we just, we just teach because we want to, um, you know, you know, pass on our heart for the Lord and for, and for reaching people. Amen. So yeah, we, we're just concluding our, for our first semester this week. I mean, no, I am um, in, in that teaching and that, in teaching that college, you know, concluding that, that semester this week. 
You know, and it reminds me, brother, right here at Gethsemane, we have a, a similar situation. Uh, the shepherd's disciples, brother uh, sure. Stephen Smith and uh, his wife Holly, they have opened their home, um, and they have about 12 to 14 guys right now that are, uh, they are at Gethsemane every time the doors are open. They are Amen. participating in our, our weekly uh, Bible uh, study sessions here at Gethsemane. So I'm very thankful because God moves in a lot of similar ways to take these men, um, you know, from the streets and to, first of all, save their souls, and second of all, to employ them as far as in the study of the Word of God that they may turn their lives around and, uh, and be profitable unto the Lord. Um, that is a blessing to hear. Let's go back um, to the Philippines really quickly. And, um, uh, and I, I want you to share, because I remember, again, that story uh, that I alluded to a while ago. Uh, sure. Brother, do you, do you recall the details of that particular? I think it had to do with rain and the need for rain. I may be mistaken on that, but fill us in on that story, if you would. Okay. Um, you know, when, uh, when I first went to the Philippines, they, they said, Pastor, we saw your, your skin, you're white and you, you know, we think you're a millionaire. And they said, then we realized after knowing you for a little bit, you're not. And they said that then we felt your love when you cared for us. They said, but he says, it's when you tried to do something and, and you failed, but you just kept on going. He says, and you hurt and you were broken, he says, but you still kept going. He says, that's when we saw Jesus in you because we realize you're just like us. And, um, you know, just because you're American doesn't mean that you're a superhero and everything's going to be perfect. And so that, that translated into the farming project that we had. We were bringing people off their two hands to build a house together with us, and we were planting crops, and I thought, you know, I thought, Lord, please, we, we're not trying to buy a new pickup or swimming pool. We just want to feed people. Please bless what we're doing. And people were already talking in the, in the, in the village. Oh, this is going to be like the Garden of Eden, you know, as we're, they're hearing me teach the Bible. And I just scratched in my head thinking, oh, okay, Lord. And um, as, we were, as we were growing the crops, you know, first, you know, I prayed. I said, Lord, uh, this is, uh, I know about all the pests and insects that come in, so just Maybe this might be a special place where that doesn't happen, but he uh, he had other plans. So really, really quickly, different things would come in, like worms and and, and locusts and uh, snails multiplying by the thousands and all these different things. And I just got, I just just I was I was brokenhearted because every time we thought we would conquer one type of insect, another one and another one, and I thought it might. God, am, am I, am I, am I like Pharaoh that you would send all these plagues? That, you know, I just want to feed people. I could see their ribs. You know, I was pleading with the Lord. Amen. And uh, just kept going and going and going. And so I said, Lord, I said, people gave. You know, they they want to hear a good story. I said, they want to know people are getting fed. And I, and I said, plus these people I care about. And so 
I was supposed to preach a message one day, and I told them at our church, I said, I know I'm supposed to preach this, but my heart hurts too much. And then, so they gathered around, and they said, oh, Father, pray for our pastor. And these people have only known Jesus for a few months. They said, even if we have to go hungry, God, show our pastor, strengthen his faith, love him, care for him. And uh, so I was able to preach, and that night I went home. I got a phone call. And uh, they said, Pastor, ang uh, panalangin, blessing. I said, what's the blessing now? You know, because we had <laughs> we had all the different insects, and they said, we have frogs everywhere. So I hung up the phone, and I said, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> and then I told the Lord, I said, frogs, frogs. So I went back up to, the, to the, you know, the next morning, and I thought, man, I'm going to go here, and I'm just going to, I don't know. Let's just take a look at these things. And they were jumping up and down, and every the people there, you know, and the frogs were, you know, were jumping. And I said, "What's what's so special about the frogs?" And they said, "Well, Pastor, you remember the butterflies, you know, that like, you know, that the, and then, and then the worms, and then the locusts, and then the snails, and all this stuff that would just decimate the crops." I said, "Yeah." They said, "You couldn't get rid of them, could you?" And I said, "No, I tried." And they said, "What's well, the blessing, Pastor?" I said, "The blessed most blessed." Uh, Farmers in the Philippines have frogs because the frogs, they eat all that stuff that's been destroying the crops. And I said, wow. And then he said, but that's not all. He says, we're very, very, very hungry, Pastor. So when the frogs eat everything else, they said, then we get to eat the frogs. (laughs) It's a blessing. God did something that you could never do. And so I said, wow, thank you, God. Wow, Mike, that is such a blessing to hear. I remember that, and I trust that the folks that were listening to that uh, understand the goodness of God, even in things that we don't understand. And uh, thank you for sharing that story with us. Yes, sir. It's been a blessing. We have been talking with Brother Mike Wanzer, Mike and his family, uh, Victoria, Annabelle, Landon, and Dixie May. They are missionaries in the state of Hawaii, on the island of Oahu, and uh, uh, we ask you to pray for them, uh, that the ministry there through Brother Mike and his family would continue to be blessed of the Lord, and uh, that certainly they would be used of God. Brother Mike, I'm going to pray with you before you go, and uh, let's do that right now. And if you're listening, pray with us. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we come to you this morning thanking you for the opportunity to speak to Brother Wanzer this morning. It has been such a blessing to speak to him and to hear of what you have done through he and his family and the years in the Philippines and now in Hawaii. And we pray your richest blessings upon them as they labor in the field for you. Uh, I pray especially, Lord, for the ministry to the homeless there, that you would... Uh, reclaim many uh, from the, yes. the 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 debauchery and the things of this world, Lord, that destroy men's lives. I pray that uh, you would be greatly known and that your word would be manifest to many there uh, as a result of the ministry there. Thank you again, Lord, for Calvary. Thank you for your love for us that we could have such a hope in you that you resurrected from the dead and have given us forgiveness of sins. Again, thank you for your 
kindness in our lives daily. Thank you for meeting our needs. Lord, we certainly need you this day. May we glorify you in all that we do. And we will give you thanks in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Brother Mike, thank you again. We have enjoyed talking with you this morning. And brother, I know that we will get you back again here in the not-too-distant future to update us on what is going on with the ministry there. God bless you. And um, you can go back to bed now, brother. I know it's the middle of the night for you. God bless you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Aloha. Take care. Bye-bye. What a blessing. And uh, we've been talking with Brother Mike Wanzer, and uh, I appreciate uh, his uh, candidness and openness about the ministry there in Hawaii. I do appreciate that. Well, thank you for joining us. Those of you that have tuned in to listen this morning to Weed Among the Tares, we're here every Wednesday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Time uh, here on Gethsemane Global Radio. I want to remind you, that uh, we will have this program as a podcast. It will be um, posted later today. So if you want to listen to it again, or if you know of somebody that uh, you may want to tell them about it, you just go to simply ggrradio.net, and you can search under the podcast tab, and you will see it listed there. Thanks again for joining us. Trust that you will pray for us here, and have a blessed day in the Lord.